Hey folks, welcome to the Georgia Field Hunting Podcast, episode 51. I'm your host, Brian Grossman, here with co-host Robert Nelson, and today uh, we're just going to be talking a little bit about a, uh, we're going to give you a Georgia turkey season update, just, you know, kind of a little bit of an update on the statewide turkey harvest, some public land stuff. Um, Robert and I are going to discuss what's kind of been going on with us as far as turkey season, our upcoming trip here to Kentucky, and um, our next podcast that that we're pretty excited about, and we want to get some input from you guys on. Uh, we know it's been a little while, a couple weeks here, and this is kind of coming out on an odd day. Um, you know, we're, we're recording this on Thursday, so typically we would have had a, a podcast launch yesterday. And as you hear this, uh, or at least as we launch it, it's going to be Friday. So yeah, just kind of an odd one we're going to just throw in there. And then we'll be having a regular podcast on the on the usual Wednesday next week. Uh, again, one we're looking forward to, and we'll talk a little bit more about later in the show. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Tethered, makers of the lightest, most advanced saddle hunting system out there. And uh, speaking of Tethered, they've they've actually kicked off their teach and train sessions uh, across the country, and we do have one actually scheduled for Georgia. Uh, it's still a little ways out, but you'll definitely want to mark your calendars for it. It's June 5th in Murrayville, Georgia, from uh, which is n- northern Georgia. I don't know if it's northeast or northwest. I'm not, I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I should have looked that up, but it, it's in Murrayville. You can look it up. You can Google it uh, from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. again on June 5th. And uh, man, these are really cool deals. Uh, they're they're free. You just show up. Well, you go ahead and register, and we'll talk about that, but. Uh, register, show up. Um, Tethered will have all their latest gear there for you to try out. If you've had any kind of interest in saddle hunting or just wanting to learn more, um, you can show up and, and try out the latest stuff. It's not any kind of high pressured sales pitch. You know, it's just simply guys getting together, um, checking out saddle hunting gear, you know, swapping swapping stories and and just having a good time. They, I believe, Tether provides some food and. I think uh, some of these, I don't know about this one in particular, but some of them, you know, they got an area where you can shoot your bow and stuff. And and so uh, we'll find out a little bit more about that as it gets closer. But you can you can check out tethernation.com. That's their website. And look at their teach and train sessions. And you can find that one for Georgia. There's some contact information on there if you want to find out more about it. And as we, again, as we get closer, we'll we'll share what we know about that as well. I wish... I wish we could attend that one, um, but that is, <laughs> that's the same day my son is getting married, so I don't think I can make the teaching train. I think I would uh, get in a little bit of hot water on that one. So, Yeah, uh, it probably wouldn't be good. <laughs> you no. Know. So, yeah, well, I'll, I'll be at my son's wedding, but I know you guys will have a good time at that, and hopefully we're going to try to work with Tether to get one scheduled somewhere uh, more in South Georgia, maybe later in the year here, so we'll keep you posted on that as well, but um, I guess with that, I will, I'm going to run through some, some stuff here on the just kind of statewide turkey harvest information, Robert, and then okay. I'll let you kind of jump into what's been going on with you as far as turkey season, because I know you're going to have more to talk about than I will, <laughs> but uh, I'll share what little bit I have uh, as well. But um, now as far as statewide, I was looking, and this is all as of today, and of course, you know, always got to add the disclaimer, this is legally checked in turkeys so we have no idea to know exactly how many have been actually killed but as of today when i checked these stats um 8734 turkeys have been checked in so i don't know that that number seems 
it seems pretty low to me, but I don't. We'll see how it shakes out with the whole season. Um, of those, no surprise, eight thousand five hundred and eleven of those were killed with firearms. Uh, Thirty with a muzzle loader, and this is pretty impressive. One hundred and ninety three have been killed with archery equipment. So, who's hunting turkeys with a muzzle loader? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Well, you can use. You know, you can use uh an actual sabot, you know, 45, 50 caliber yeah, sabot oh yeah, for turkeys, which is great. I'm really, I'm uh, kind of honestly surprised more people don't do that, man. Get with some of these muzzle loaders today, will shoot what a couple hundred yeah. yards, no problems. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't chase the fun out of yeah, it. Yeah, I don't have any desire to chase one with a muzzle loader. Now, you know, muzzle loading shotgun, that's a different story. That's pretty cool. You know, I know there's some hardcore guys out there that, that do that, but uh, yeah, so. 193 with archery equipment, so that's pretty good. Um, as far as private land, the top five counties so far at this point in the season are Floyd. Uh, 212 turkeys been killed in Floyd County. 182 have been killed in Polk County. Um, Bartow it comes in third at 179 birds. Uh, Burke County with 161 birds, and then Walker County. Uh, comes in at fifth with 144 birds checked in. So, no, no counties around me. That's for sure. That doesn't sound like any around me either. <laughs> um, let's see. As far as public land, uh, there's been 1,141 birds killed on public land, or at least legally checked in on public land. Uh, and by far the leader of that is the Chattahoochee National Forest. Uh, 201 of those birds have been killed on Chattahoochee. Uh, Fort Stewart's had 60 killed on it. Paulding Forest, 49. Dawson Forest, 34. And Cahutta, um, 31. So that's kind of the top WMAs. And again, none none around me. <laughs> none around me either. But yeah, with that, uh, I'll let you jump into how kind of how things have been going with your turkey season. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, none of those numbers are mine. But with that being said, I've had some excellent hunts. I mean, some really good hunts over the last couple of weeks. I've actually hunted quite a bit. Um, been able to get out a lot of mornings and you know chase birds for a couple hours. And uh, I know last week I had two really good encounters and, uh, you know, got birds within range. Just didn't pan out. One, he was strutting, drumming. I mean, you could hear him just, boop, you know, when they would start drumming oh, and man. spitting and stuff and uh, i could see bits and pieces of him but he would never give me a clear shot and then another one i i uh he was gobbling well on his own and i figured somebody was hunting him because there was a bunch of people out there this place ain't isn't too big so i mean the other guys out there had to hear him uh because he gobbled from about eight fifteen to 10 o'clock non-stop man. i mean just, just constantly gobbling and finally when it got closer to 10. He was still gobbling. I said, well, heck, I'm going to go over there and, you know, check it out and see what's going on. And, uh, he sounded like he was about 200 yards off the, off the access and, uh, got about 30 yards, 35 yards away from the access. And he was standing there looking at me. So oh. I guess the way he was turned, he was gobbling through the woods. It sounded like he was further away. You know how it is when they, uh, they turn the face away from you. They sound a lot farther off than they are. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I guess he was gobbling away from me and then, he turned and uh, didn't gobble when he was facing me, so it sounded like he was further away. But then I got on some birds. The think I went two days later back out to the same place and got on some more birds and kept getting close, just couldn't seal the deal. And then 
I went out one other time at the same place that same week and actually didn't hear a single gobble that day. It's kind of a surprise. Uh, nice, beautiful day. It was kind of warm in the morning. Pressure was high. Uh, it was calm. Wind was low. So kind of weird not to hear any, but uh, didn't hear any. So uh, didn't hunt too long. Had to get to work. And then I actually just went on a camping trip at a WMA here in Georgia, Sunday through Tuesday. Me and uh, Brett talked about him on here before. Me and him met up. We haven't seen each other in a while, so we figured it'd be good to get out and camp and do some turkey hunting together on a place we turkey hunted for the last few years. And the place hasn't had a lot of birds killed off of it, which is kind of strange because in the past, it's always held good numbers, always had good harvest off, off of it. Maybe COVID played a factor in that last year because yeah. a lot, lot of birds got killed out there. But he's been going, seeing tracks, seeing sign seen a few birds so we figured we'd give it a shot honestly thought we'd be the only ones camping and actually met another guy he was there camping as well so we went we went out sunday when i got there uh, we got there about 9 nine thirty. he got there about 10 so we hunted pretty much the rest of the day just kind of scouting really looking at different spots looking for sign tracks trying to locate a few birds and then we hunted the afternoon period for about two or three hours didn't hear anything Went from there, tried to roost birds in a few different spots, didn't hear no gobbles, you know, trying to roost any birds. So going into Monday, we were kind of like, well, we've seen a couple tracks, but, you know, didn't see any birds, didn't hear any birds. So we were kind of scratching our heads. So we had a game plan Monday. We would just kind of divide and conquer. He went to one spot that we've heard birds and seen birds in the past. And I went to another spot that we cut some tracks the day before. And it's a pretty popular spot. Actually, a lot of people hunt in this area. And Monday morning, rolled around, got to our spots, and they were lighting it up on the roost, man. I mean, I heard at least five different birds on the roost. He heard at least three. And I uh, made a move on the one that was gobbling the most and ended up kind of the same situation. I was coming up this ridge system. The bird sounded like he was down the backside of it in the bowl. And so I was like, well, I get right up here on top of the hill. I'll get set up, try to call him up over the hill. And I popped over the ridge, took about two steps to the left. And I looked just off the end of the ridge and there was two birds standing there. And they were both kind of looking up through the trees at me. And I was like, oh, no, I've done it again. <laughs> and uh, they took offline. And I heard another one other bird gobble a few times after that. But he went quiet pretty quick. And then it was funny. We were. We went back to camp and uh, ate some lunch and, you know, a little tired. So we decided to take a nap. So I'm laying down in my tent, kind of half asleep, half awake, just laying there. And I remember I rolled over and I just heard something. And I was like, it was a turkey gobble. And, you know, I wasn't 100% sure because I was kind of half asleep, but I knew in my mind, I was like, that was a bird that just gobbled. <laughs> so I rolled out of my tent and opened my truck door and grabbed my call and I, cut on it real hard and when i did he cut me off in the bottom below the campground and uh corso i ran over there i woke brett up he was dead asleep you know i'm like <laughs> get up get up get up and uh so he throws his clothes on and gets his vest and we go down to the bottom bird never gobbles again so of course yeah. <laughs> he probably looking at me like this dude's a nut you know he didn't uh, didn't hear no bird down here uh but the rest of monday you know panned out nothing and uh, Tuesday, I went back to the same spot I was listening the day before. A lot slower on Tuesday. 
mean, weather was still good. Pressure was still good. But just wasn't hearing anything. And finally, I thought I heard a glimpse of one gobble. And then I thought maybe I heard another one further off. And then me and Brett were actually talking on the phone, um, kind of game planning what to do because we really weren't hearing nothing. We both heard one at the same time um, down at a bottom. But they were all really far off from where I was at. So I was kind of like, man, you know, what What am I going to do? And then finally I heard a bird gobble kind of in the same direction. I heard those ones uh, the morning before. So I said, all right, they're back in the area. Let me shoot down there. So I uh, take off. I actually moved my truck down the road and parked off the side of the road and cut into the woods. As I got closer, they started gobbling really good at crows and stuff as they were flying over. So. I made sure to ease up to the top of the hill this time and listen, you know, really well before I decided where I wanted to set up on them. And they were, they gobbled again. And I could tell this time they were off the backside of the ridge, actually in that bowl, like I thought they were the day before. So I got right up, you know, kind of where it starts to crest to go over and back down. I got set up and I cut and yelped a few times. And as soon as I did, they cut me off. So I did it one more time. And there was actually three birds that gobbled that time. And I was like, okay. And I could tell one was the Jake. I mean, he just had that real high pitch, you know, just real short, broken up gobble. You know, it just wasn't that deep, long, you know, gobble. You could tell it was the Jake. So I wasn't sure if it was a big group of Jakes or if he was just hanging out with a few, you know, maybe two-year-olds or what the case was going on down there. And uh, they went quiet for a little bit. So I thought maybe they were coming. Then they gobbled again. They were a little closer, but they were still down in that bowl. So I yelped a couple of times. He gobbled and I cut real hard and he gobbled. And I just put my call down, got my gun up. And it wasn't probably shoot, 10 seconds later. I could hear his footsteps coming up the ridge. And so I got my gun set up where he was going to come out. And his head popped the top of the ridge. And when it did, I put the bead on him. And I was just hoping he was going to take a couple more steps just so I could clarify whether it was a Jake or a long beard. And uh, he never did. He just stood there and looked and looked and looked. And then he putted a few times, you know, hit that and then took off back Mm -hmm. down the hill. And then, you know, it wasn't long. They were headed to private pretty quickly. So, uh, yeah, you're more patient than I am on that. (laughs) (laughs) He probably got a load of number fives on the. <laughs> yeah, I, that, you know, looking back, I should have, I probably should have pulled the trigger, but I just was trying to make sure, you know, yeah. and, uh, but looking back, yeah, I should have, should have rolled him right there. I had the bead right <laughs> on him, but he just didn't give me enough vision of the lower half of his body to see what he was toting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it kind of stunk, but in the same sense, it felt good. Uh, talked to a couple different hunters that, didn't even hear any birds or see any birds. And the guy that was camping with us in three days, he only heard one bird in three days. So dang, it it made me feel good that I was at least on the birds and saw birds and had one, you know, probably 15 yards or so um, in shotgun range, you know, but I was doing things a lot differently than other people were. I was cutting in off non-access roads. Like I was bushwhacking to get my way to where these birds were. I was going, you know, a mile to a mile and a half back, get away from the roads. And, uh, I mean, it helped. I could hear the birds gobbling on the roost, but, um, nobody else was going back in there. Cause actually there was the first morning, there was two birds gobbling way behind me. And after I spooked those birds, I went to get in the truck and go around. And there was a truck parked there 
and the guy was close to his truck and I know he could easily hear those birds I was on. They were probably actually maybe a little closer to him than they were to me. So um, just people don't want to walk that distance to get to them for whatever reason. So, um, but uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, I know that guy heard birds. I didn't talk to him, but the other couple ones I talked to that were sitting at the trucks and stuff as I was moving spots and driving around, you know, they were like, we haven't heard or seen anything. So um, it was a good trip. It was fun. You know, I had a good time. It was good to catch up with him and do some hunting, some camping, you know, just enjoy being out there. Uh, and then I guess with that, you know, what have you been up to? I know I blabbered <laughs> on there for, for a while, but I had a good bit, you know, since we've last done one that I've been out a good bit. Yeah. So uh, what about you? Uh, I'd have to almost tell my remodeling stories is more than. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I've been up to remodeling still. But uh, I've been out a handful of times. In fact, I, I got my little turkey log. I keep, I keep the, you know, the DNR has a, a turkey harvest thing survey that you can participate in. And I'm trying to I've done it in the past and been pretty good at it. And in the last couple of years, I slacked off. And so I'm trying to do one this year, but you know, I'm looking at it right now. I've been six times um, all season, which is, is not a lot. I don't know. Maybe for some people it might be a good bit, but it's not, it's uh, unusual for me to only been six times at this point in the season. But uh, I can say, you know, every time I've been, I've been hunting pretty much one WMA, um, high pressured WMA, but it's one that's, you know, non-quota. You can hunt it all season. And, you know, the one thing I can say is, is I've heard birds every single time I've hunted, which that, that's good. You know, I, that's not always the case um, in the past, especially on some of the other WMAs I hunt. But uh, so so that's been good. I just haven't other than, you know, me and you had when we hunted that weekend, um, which I guess we we didn't even talk about on a past podcast that Sunday. We talked about Saturday. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's but, right. But yeah, we we had a close encounter, you know, that that Sunday that we hunted together on that WMA. Um, these birds are a lot of the ones I've heard gobbling. Of course, as you know, uh, have been just across the line on on private land on this WMA, and you know you just can't help but but get down there and try to pull those birds across, you know, right. thinking you might be able to to do it. Um, but uh, so far, no luck with that, and it's obvious that. You know, there's several other hunters in there that have caught on to those, those birds being there. They're very vocal. They're in that same general area pretty much every day. You know, they might be up and up and down the drainage in a little different spot, but there, it seems like they're pretty much in there every day. And they like to gobble, but uh, they know they don't like to cooperate. But that one morning, you know, me and you set up on those birds that morning and had them gobbling across on the private land, uh, two different birds at least. And then, you know, out of nowhere, a bird gobbled from back behind us and I had the camera and I really wasn't from where that bird gobbled. I wasn't in a position to do a whole lot. So I let, you know, Robert went ahead and swung his body around and kind of got pointed back in the direction the bird gobbled. And man, those birds must've just run up on us. Cause yeah. next thing you know, you could hear, you know, you could hear them walking through the leaves. Uh, you could hear the little, the little clucks and purrs and stuff like almost, you know, I've seen it with a lot of times with Jake's, but I mean, I guess Tom's will do it too. But when there's a group of them and they're kind of posturing each other and circling around, you know, they're doing the little right. purrs and clucks and stuff. And that's what we could hear. But they were just over the rise from us, man. I mean, they were, 
they were right there but uh close yeah but we just couldn't see them you know couldn't couldn't see anything of them and uh never did you know they did that hurt them for a, a few seconds there a few maybe a minute or so and then all of a sudden it got quiet and even the birds that had been gobbling uh over on private property shut up all it was just like all at once everything just kind of got quiet on us and of course you know we sat there and waited a little bit to, just to make sure they didn't slip up over the hill quietly but uh you know, I don't know where they went. I don't know if they went on over on that private property with the other birds or what, but they, they disappeared out of there. Right. And, uh, but that's, that's the only close encounter I've had the whole time. Really the only bird I've, you could say I've, I've been able to work. Um, you we, know, but we, we worked that second bird. That's right. A, yeah, little, same, a little bit, you know, not as well as those, but the yeah. Same yeah. We got day. set up and he gobbled pretty close that one time. And then, yeah then shut up pretty quick on us but but yeah they've they've been in there i've been hearing them i went out this past saturday uh to that wma same wma but to a a different location Uh, i was going to this kind of the same spot and somebody was there like said it's obvious people know those birds are there and and there's always a truck in that general area so you just kind of try to get out there you know early and and get on a spot but uh, there's definitely a good bit of traffic on this WMA, but I went to a different different spot. And, uh, of course, if you, for those in the middle Georgia area, uh, you know, the weather was a little iffy this Saturday, but I got out there. It was overcast. They were calling for rain. Well, actually, when I woke up, you know, they've been calling for rain since like Thursday and it, it never <laughs> did rain here. It didn't rain Thursday, didn't rain Friday. And Saturday, the, the, when I woke up, they had pushed it back to like noon. So I thought, all right, this this is good. So I went out there, um, went to this other spot. Man, just a pretty place. The whole WMA is pretty, you know, got some killer views, but got to this spot, just beautiful spot, and there was bird gobbling, or a couple birds gobbling kind of, it was a good ways off, but down below me. And, uh, you know, I was I was contemplating that the easiest thing to do at this for where those, where those birds were located would have been to get back in my truck and, and drive around to a different access, kind of get around on them. Cause they were, they were pretty good ways off, but they were hammering pretty good. And, uh, before I could kind of make a decision on what I wanted to do, you know, the, the, it starts rumbling and then mm-hmm. a little, I start seeing a little lightning and <laughs> before you know it, here comes the rain and pretty much shut that hunt down. But man, those birds, you know, just a dreary overcast morning and those birds were fired up. I, I heard, I feel pretty comfortable saying I heard at least three different birds um, gobbling down, you know, not all together, but just for, I was at a, a high point on this WMA and, in the kind of the, this big bottom down below me, I, I could hear probably three different birds hammering off. Is but, that a same high point me and you went on the last day when we were hunting? No, it was the same general area where we were getting on the birds, but the other side of the road. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I think it was me and you hunting there when somebody was actually parked at that gate on that side. But anyway, yeah, it was, they, they were hammering good and I haven't been back. I need to go back there and, and, and actually drive around to kind of where those birds were and see if I can't get on them, see if they're not doing that. But actually I'm drawn for, uh, a quota hunt that starts this Saturday. And so this past week I've been more focused. I haven't hunted. I, I've got out a couple mornings just to listen for birds on this other WMA. And uh, that, that hasn't gone, <laughs> that hasn't gone great. 
Uh, first morning, I didn't hear anything. Uh, second morning, I did hear a couple distant gobbles, and I would drive to the point where I would think I'd be able to hear them pretty good, and then I would still hear distant gobbles. So I don't, I don't know what was going on there. I did hear some huh. gobbles, but I just never could seem to catch up with them uh, to, to pinpoint exactly where they were. And so I'm going to get out uh, tomorrow morning. I couldn't get out today because of work. And I'm going to get out tomorrow morning one last time before the hunt kicks off and see if I can't locate a bird, you know, something to focus on on, on Saturday morning. But it's, it's just a notoriously tough WMA for this time of year later in the season. This is, uh, you know, there's been already more more than one hunt on this WMA already. So uh, the birds are pressured and they get pretty tight-lipped pretty quick. There, there's birds out there, no doubt, but man, I don't know why it is that this one WMA that, you know, the one we've been hunting or the one I've been hunting, it's just as pressured, but you can always go out there and hear birds. And this other one I know has good bird numbers, but they just get quiet so quick, man. It just gets tough. I don't know what the difference is, but uh, there's definitely something there. Well, maybe, uh, maybe it'll work out. I mean, right now the hens, you know, they should be incubating, going to nest. And all that, so that Tom should be getting lonely. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, I hope yeah. so. It ought to be well, weather's not again not looking great for Saturday, but we'll we'll see that can change. And Sunday's looking pretty good, so I'm gonna give it a try. I won't I won't get to hunt too much during the week because uh, we got a trip here coming up that That's I'm pretty right. excited about. That's um, right. What are we now? It's so we're pretty much seven days out. Yeah, yeah. A week from tomorrow, we'll be heading to Kentucky uh, for uh, my first out-of-state turkey trip in a while. Well, since I since I took my son to Nebraska, and that's that's been a f- several years ago. Four, I think, four years ago. Yeah. So this yeah, will I'm, be my my first one. My yeah, first there time you go. Hunting birds out of state. So so man, I'm looking forward to it. I you know who knows? I know I know Kentucky has good bird numbers. I, of course, that's where I'm from originally. Um, thought I was a decent turkey hunter when I lived in Georgia, and then, or I mean, when I lived in Kentucky, and then I moved down here, and and the birds <laughs> started making me look pretty stupid. But uh, maybe I can go back to Kentucky and redeem myself. There you go. Be sweet. We can leave with a couple birds, and I mean, ultimately, we're uh, we're going to scout for deer. Yeah, that, yeah. that's Let, true. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, we're, it's really a deer scouting trip, but we figured, heck, if we're going to go in the spring or summer to scout for deer, we might as well go and turkey hunt because. The way if people don't know, you buy your Kentucky license, and then in the fall, you just have to buy your deer tags. You don't have to buy a whole new license plus tags. So, um, right. yeah. So you just have that one fee for the tags in the fall time when we go back. So, yeah, we might as well try to bust a time or two while we're up there. And that's right. I, th- I think we'll get on some. I think we got a pretty good chance to get at least one, possibly two or three. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we d- we'll definitely in in five. We're going to be there for five days, and yeah, I think we'll be able to get on some birds. Um, it, this is a good WMA. They have a pretty good harvest there every year. Um, yeah. So, and like I say, Kentucky has pretty good bird numbers. I don't, I don't know. I've been away for a while, so I don't know if they're seeing as much of a decline there <clears throat> as we have here, you know, in Georgia and some of the other southeastern states, but. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we'll be able to get on them there. And I know regardless, we'll have a good time either way. And hopefully, like you said, we'll, we'll be able to get some good intel for, for deer season. Cause I'm, oh, I'm yeah. definitely, 
looking forward to that, getting a little jump on, on deer season by hitting Kentucky, you know, there at the first of September. Right. Yep. That's a, I'm not going, you know, obviously if one walks by me, that's 160 inches. I'm gladly going to sling there. But <laughs> yeah. I, I would just like a nice, you know, a nice, decent buck and velvet ultimately is the goal. Um, I'll take any nice, decent buck, but <laughs> I, I'd really like a full velvet buck. Um, to come home with when we go on that hunt but yeah maybe maybe we can get the right spots and get away from the people and make it happen but that's uh still it seems far away but it's really not hey, oh that's yeah gonna, you know maybe, it, uh, five months we'll be up there again it'll yeah it'll be here before you know it you know how it is seems like it's taking forever when you're waiting on it and then the next thing you know you're like oh crap deer season's you know two weeks <laughs> right. away or whatever so right so uh but yeah, with our Kentucky trip coming up, you know, we're going to go for five days and, uh, you know, if we decide to stay longer. I wouldn't be mad, but we'll see what everybody <laughs> else, what everybody, else got, what everybody else has going on. But with that, we're going to uh, carry cameras, batteries. So we're going to have a lot of good footage coming out. That's right. You know, hopefully from that trip, uh, kind of build a story for y'all. And that way y'all can kind of see from start to finish what what we go through and everything that happens on that trip and uh also we just released our first turkey video of the season told y'all it's, it was coming i know yeah. i know it's been a few yeah, we've weeks been, but... we've been talking about them videos forever and uh, <laughs> we finally uh robert finally took the time to you know put that put that together for you guys so uh, uh, he, he got tired of waiting on me <laughs> he, but uh, well the the reason is uh, just to be honest with y'all. We're always honest with y'all. Brian's a lot better with video editing than I am. So, uh, but obviously he's busy, you know, with work, remodeling his house, podcasts. <laughs> we got the podcast with on top of trying to hunt, with on top of trying to plan for Kentucky. So, and uh, you know, it, I had time to go ahead and put it together. So it's don't be mad if it's no super spectacular editing involved. But <laughs> one, one, wanted to get that. It's a it's a great video. Um, you have to just, I'm not going to give any details. You have to go and watch it and see what happens, but, uh, then we'll hopefully keep consistent. I don't know. You plan on filming this weekend while you're oh yeah, on your yeah as, long, as long as it's not raining on me, I'll have the camera with me and, uh, yeah, try to try to get some footage from that hunt. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to, I, I'm, well, I haven't, I haven't been out this year without it. So I'm, I'm trying to be a little more <laughs> responsible and, and pack that camera with me and, uh, you know, get some footage for you guys. You know, I don't want to just crank out a bunch of videos and nothing, which is what it would be so far. Um, but, but yeah, at least, uh, you know, in Robert's case, he had some, some birds gobbling, got some birds on video and everything. So yeah, we, we can get some footage like that and we'll certainly put something together to, to put out there on YouTube. And I think we'll definitely be able to surely out of five days of hunting in Kentucky, we, we can crank out at least <laughs> one good video there, if not a couple. Also let us know um, what, you know, we're speculating by that. Obviously we don't want to release 20 videos in a row where we don't harvest anything, but yeah. I mean, also let us know if you just want to see the day to day, you know, when we're out hunting, even though we may not have harvested anything kind of, see what we go through what what we're doing you know let it let us know if you want to see that stuff because we can certainly put that stuff out there we just don't want to bore y'all um but in the same sense if that's something y'all are interested in seeing you know let us know we'll be glad to throw videos together even on the bad days which you know it's good to see those as well so i mean 
See, yeah. see, yeah, see that, that we struggle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You got to watch, um, especially people that may be fairly new to turkey hunting or hunting in general. Uh, some of these, the videos from, you know, these guys that have primo properties or uh, you, you got to be careful, you know, kind of watching those and, and comparing yourself uh, when, when you're just seeing them go out and, you know, 15 minutes later, they're killing a bird and they're, they're doing it all the time. And yeah, just, right. you know, it doesn't work that way in the real world, or at least, you know, for guys that are primarily hunting public land, or maybe you got a, a small lease or a hunting club that you share with a bunch of other hunters and, uh, with pressure birds, you know, it's just, it's sometimes it's not as easy as, as what you see on some of the shows, some of the videos. Uh, and a lot of times those guys, you know, they're not showing you like, like Robert's talking about that. You're not seeing all the days spent where they come home with nothing, you know, or the, right. they are not hearing a gobble or whatever the case may be. You know, a lot of that just never makes it to video. So, um, don't, don't get caught up in comparing yourself to, to others and how their hunts went for sure. Yep. And I promise guys and gals, we're going to be more consistent getting the videos out there. Um, I know we've been saying it for a while, but. It's just, it's, it's been tough. We've been, you know, a lot going on between me and Brian, me switching jobs, Brian with his new house. Um, but we're both kind of starting to get situated in, you know, these different aspects yeah. we got yeah. going on. So getting there, right, right. So we're definitely uh, going to keep it more consistent for y'all. So with that, uh, you know, please go over to YouTube, watch the new video on the Georgia field channel, and please hit the subscribe button and the notification button. So, you know, when we go live, um, really trying to hit that thousand subscriber mark. And I think we're yeah. at like eight, eight seventeen somewhere right in there is what I saw earlier. So, um, every subscriber helps Absolutely. and help, you know, just like we say with the podcast, it, it, you subscribe, you share the videos that way other people can see them, leave comments on there on the videos. It's going to help other people see that stuff it's going to pop up in their you know their suggested videos that they can watch and it's going to help us ultimately grow to reach a bigger audience and more people so please go over to youtube check out the new video and uh hit the subscribe button so you never miss another one when it comes out that's right and then next week at our our regular podcast time as long as <laughs> i guess as long as everything goes all right we we have a uh, a podcast schedule with dr michael chamberlain um, that, uh, that name probably is familiar to most of you by now, because man, this guy, he's all over the place these days. <laughs> uh, I actually just did a, a YouTube video with the hunting public, which I haven't seen yet. I know you have, uh, but he's, you know, he's done a ton of Turkey research, um, a lot right here in Georgia, which is why really why we want to talk to him. Uh, but just, man, this guy knows his stuff when it comes to turkeys. Like I said, he's done a lot of research, has a lot of great information, and we just want to get him on here and pick pick his brain. He's actually been on our podcast before to talk about his coyote research that he's done. So, um, you know, if you're not familiar with him, ch check that out. Um, I don't have the podcast episode right off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, just look for Dr. Michael Chamberlain on coyote hunting. And uh, you'll, you'll get a feel for, you know, how knowledgeable and interesting this guy is. But uh, I can't wait to, to pick his brain about turkey hunting. Uh, and some of the turkey research, he's done some really interesting research on gobbling, on public land gobbling, and and uh, the impacts that pressure and and weather and different things have on on gobbling. Uh, just man, just a wealth of knowledge. I'll just leave it at that. And one thing we want you guys to do though is we'll put a post on Facebook, but uh, feel free to jump in there on our Facebook page, send us an email. 
private message, whatever you want to do. Uh, by the way, the, our emails are real easy. It's brian at georgiafield.com and robert at georgiafield.com. So if you ever want to shoot us an email, for, feel free to do that. Um, hit up the Georgia Field Facebook page. You can send us a message there. But, man, what question would you like to hear us ask Dr. Michael Chamberlain about, about turkeys, about the turkey population, turkey management, all that kind of stuff? If you got a question that you'd like, you know, burning during turkey season, all that, um, post it on, send us that, that question one way or the other, and uh, we'll try to incorporate it into the podcast. I mean, I would love to have a podcast just full of listener you know, listener questions. Um, and, and we can certainly do that. So yeah, shoot us a message. Let us know what you'd like to hear us ask. And we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do on that. And I just looked, uh, at the number for the people. If you want to go back and listen to the coyote podcast with, uh, Dr. Michael Chamberlain, that is episode 30. So okay. There you go. you go. Go back and check that out. It's a really good episode. Um, he's a wealth of knowledge on coyotes, like Brian said, just as much as he is turkey. So make sure you go and check that out. And then next week, check out the one about his turkey research. And uh, Brian, I guess if you don't have too much more, I guess kind of let's get ready to wrap it up, I guess. Yeah, got I, anything, really? I, I think that's about it. You know, as usual, we'll hit we've had a couple new reviews, but we'll hit on those during the normal podcast next week. We'll just compile those into that. Um, hey, but, one more. One more thing. Yeah. Uh, shirts. Where are we at with shirts? Oh, yeah. I'm glad you said that. And I meant to look. Man, we we have about, I want to say a big thanks to all of you who have bought shirts. Um, of course, everybody who's bought one should have should have got it by now. Um, I've been shipping those out pretty much next day, if not in some cases the same day uh, that those were ordered. And all those have been shipped that have been ordered. But we're down to, man, without looking, I think about six shirts. I want to say we have one medium, two large, two two XL, and one three XL. I believe. Um, yeah, I think that's what we got left. If if you want to get a if you want a shirt and and any of those sizes will fit you, you better get them now. Uh, just go to georgiafield.com/slash/shirt. And uh, that'll bring up the page or you can go to our Facebook page and scroll through. You'll find one of our posts about them. But uh, yeah, just a handful of those left. A big thanks to all of you who have, have bought those and helped support us. Um, you know, now that we've done that a couple times and we see the the support we've gotten, we'll we'll try to do we'll, we'll order more in the future. I mean, obviously, it's obvious that you guys will support us and buy those. So we'll uh, we got a bunch of shirt ideas and, and stuff we're working on. Uh, as we move into fall and, and deer hunt season, we hope to have some, you know, cool ones, maybe some funny shirts and stuff that with different messages that we can put out there and uh, some hats. I mean, I know we've had some people ask us about hats. Me and Robert have talked about hats for a while now. Uh, we we want to get those. Those are in the works as well. Um, need to do a little poll and see what kind of hat exactly you guys would prefer. But But yeah, so again, we appreciate the support. I'll just wrap it up by saying, hey, uh, as always, if if you haven't um, already, please leave us head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and or a review. Uh, a rating's great. We'll, we appreciate that. If you'll just drop us a five star rating, um, that would mean a lot to us. That that helps uh, improve our rankings and the the podcast charts. Helps more people find our podcast. But man, what we really like are those written reviews. We love to hear from you guys. 
um, what you like about the podcast. They, you can tell us what you don't like about the podcast, um, but just, you know, let us know. Uh, we, we love to hear from you. Love that feedback. Um, and man, we really love the ones of you who, if you've learned something from the podcast, uh, <laughs> not necessarily from me and Robert, but maybe some of our guests on the podcast, you know, if you've learned something that's helped you be successful in the field, uh, we definitely love to hear those stories, man. Those, those are the ones that really, uh, keep me doing this. Like, like Robert said, we oh, both yeah. got, we both got busy lives. We're not, we're not cranking out any, we're not making any money right now off this podcast for the most part. Well, we aren't making any, if you figure in the, the cost incurred, uh, to keep this thing going. So, you know, it's really just a labor of love at this point. We enjoy doing this. We enjoy talking to the people we talk to. And like I said, we love hearing that, that some of you are getting something out of this and, and it's helping you be more successful in the field. Cause that, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's why we do this. So. Yeah, if you got any of those stories, we'd love to hear them. But I guess, Robert, if you don't have anything else, I'll wrap this one up. Nah, man, don't have anything else. Uh, yes, get ready for the weekend. See if I'm going to make it out. I don't know if I am or not. And then uh, start getting my gear together for next week. All right, guys. Well, again, stay posted to our social media, YouTube channel for sure, as we uh, get out here and hopefully do a little more hunting as the season progresses and, and take our trip to Kentucky. We'll try to keep up with the content. So until next time, guys, as always, a hunt safe, shoot straight, but most importantly, just enjoy your time out there in God's great outdoors. And we'll see you next week.